Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. I'm, I'm excited for this one. This is a movie we've both uh, been eagerly anticipating for a very long time. The hype um, train arrives. I know, we've finally we seen it, we've finally, we've finally seen Overlord. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into that. There's there's loads of awesome TV as well, some of which has sadly finished. Um, and we'll we'll talk about all that good stuff at the end as well. Um, there's some interesting news stories in here as well, like a couple in here that are really fascinating. Um, but yeah, I guess kind of first on the news is is kind of a sad note, really. Um, yeah, it's kind of the passing of uh, Stan Lee over the past few days. Um kind of uh, reported online i guess first and yeah obviously just hugely sad to see the, the mm. great man go um obviously lived a wonderful and long life at 95 um but yeah just yeah. kind of wanted to g- give him his moment i guess because obviously he's had such a huge impact on both our lives with his creations really i think that's the thing like we don't necessarily touch on his, like his work too much for this podcast but it's something that's obviously heavily influenced pretty much just culture in general or especially Mm. like you know nerd culture in general and like multiple things that we just love was created by this man so it it feels only fair to to to, you know pay our respects on this show regardless of whether we talk about it too much yeah for sure when you you think about certain people you know who have have lived Mm. these wonderful lives and kind of creators and co-creators of different things i mean he really is in like the the um the very upper upper echelon is he in terms of creators you know with like the, the oh my Walt god Disney's i mean of this world yeah and the, you, you know, know george lucas or whatever you know yeah just like creating this thing that is just like this you know it's such a seminal crazy you know the, the guy created spider-man and the avengers for god's sake like that's mm. just what a legacy to leave behind and like for years to come people are still gonna love his works Oh yeah, um, like it will never ever go away. You know, his no, creations will will just live on forever. Man, like my one of my favorite things when I'm watching a Marvel movie is looking for his cameo. So like mm. I'm gonna miss that. Um, um, I, I'm interested to see whether the, any have been filmed for the upcoming movies. Um, but you know, what what a legacy to leave behind. Yeah, I've I've got a feeling he's probably done the next three, but um. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it was really great as well that they got him in the Spider-Man game. Um, that was definitely oh, yeah, one of my like all-time favorites. Um, it yeah. was great to see him there in such you know in what is by far the best Spider-Man video game ever made, and it's it's great that he was a part of that and he got to see that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously thoughts uh, are with his family at this time. But yeah, just obviously rest in peace to the great man. Um, definitely. But yeah, moving on. Unfortunately, this is again, this is to do with someone who's sadly passed on and no longer with us, uh, George A. Romero. Um, mm. I don't know if you've seen this news story. Yeah, this is absolutely man. fascinating. Um, so, for people that don't know, this is kind of started on Twitter and then has been going around on a lot of the websites. Um, but apparently, I, I, I'd not heard about any of this. So, this is like all news to me. I hadn't, I hadn't um, until this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I'm not a Romero kind of, you know big kind of you know research kind of know a lot about him because a lot of people are kind of you know really have dug into Romero and this is where this has kind of come come to light really isn't it yeah definitely so so basically the story is that um George made a movie between season of the witch and the crazies um in 1973 which is called the amusement park Mm. um and to this day it has never been released anywhere um a very sort of small selection of people have ever seen it um it's a really fascinating story and i'd recommend rather than me just go over it now people look it up if you are interested um it's mostly on uh daniel krauss's twitter so at daniel d krauss um he is a sort of uh, best-selling author and he's to do with the sort of George A. Romero Foundation. Mm. Um, and he was basically, I guess, live tweeting his his impressions of watching the movie for the first yeah, time. It was crazy. <clears throat> yeah, which is just awesome. And um, an amazing thread on Twitter. Definitely check it out. But he kind of ends after talking about the movie a lot um, and saying, you know, he is going to try and make this uh, happen to people. You know, they're going to restore it and hopefully get a release. Um, I know that I believe it was uh, his his uh, wife, George A. Romero's wife, had talked about this a while ago um, mm. and basically teased that, yeah, there was there's plenty of movies, there's plenty of scripts that are, that are still there that no one has ever read or seen. Um, and this seems That's to just be crazy. Of, like, I can't imagine, yeah. I, like, scripts, fair enough 
and off like mm. you know the man was very creative and wrote a lot of things down and that sort of thing but to to film a feature movie or you know that, that hasn't come out is just it's insane and something from that long ago when he was like in his prime as well in terms of like what he was creating um, yeah I, I just really want to see this movie hundred percent like it's it's such an amazing story that something like this can just fall through like the history the cracks mm. of history and and it is i mean we have to you know we have to preserve these things and make sure they're available and yeah it's awesome that the great people are doing that work and so fingers crossed for this one hopefully we'll have some updates for you in the coming weeks because like i am watching this one very strongly like we need to we need to see this movie for sure yeah 100 um, percent but uh, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I, th- I thought this was one of the coolest sort of headlines I've read in a very long time. Where I was like, mm. I was not expecting this at all. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. Um, so yeah, that's that's a really awesome one. Um, this next one was a, a sort of a trailer drop for a movie that um, I don't know if we talked about on the show. Um, it's called Cam. Um, and it basically we haven't, have we? I, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd heard about this movie a while mm. ago. But it was when I it was kind of like, oh yeah, it's this movie. Um, it was on my radar because it is to do with these very much these social media and kind of technological horrors, which I'm so into. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd heard it was at the, you know it was doing like the festival circuit at the start of the year, and I was like, oh, I'll put this one on my radar. Um, and then kind of out of nowhere, in 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 classic Netflix style. They um, love it, man. They love they, it. They released the trailer and it will be out sort of this Friday um, as of sort of recording the show. So the 16th of November, they're Why just not? randomly dropping it. You know. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, check it out then. Uh, there, there's a trailer online that I'm very much interested in this. Mm. Um, we have a pretty busy schedule at the minute with cinema releases <laughs> alone. So. Um, but did, you, did you check out this. the trailer? I did, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was decent. It looked good, didn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I, I it kind of led a lot into kind of, um, you know, th- this world that really hasn't been explored in, in kind of anything, really, and kind of let alone in a horror element. I think, like, this kind of online world, like we say, we love dark web earlier in the year. So fingers crossed for something exciting like that again. Yeah, like, I'm super pumped for this movie. So, yeah, um, I'm really cannot wait to check it out. So hopefully we will in the next few weeks. Um, mm. And, yeah, if you if you, if you you check it out before, then definitely let us know what you thought of it. Um, so, yeah, the, the, these next couple ones are to do with uh, some TV shows. So I don't know if you kind of wanted to throw in some TV chat with it. But um, basically, I guess this is worth reporting because it's to do with The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> I kind of knew yeah, this last buddy. week because um, it was uh. funny to... So, obviously mild spoilers out there in case you haven't seen kind of the the farewell rick episode at this point um from last week um but i basically saw this the day after it kind of aired in america where i was like oh i can't wait to see what people's reaction to uh the final appearance of rick was and then the first thing i read is andrew lincoln will reprise the role of rick grames in three walking dead movies that will air on amc um and I just chuckled. <laughs> I don't want to get in an angry place, but I'm getting <laughs> in an angry place right now. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like, cause uh, it, it was it was the most classic Walking Dead thing ever. Because I was like, I can't it's believe. the most Walking Dead thing they could possibly do. I was like, I couldn't believe that they signposted his farewell for so long and so far ahead of time. I, that, like, shocked me. Mm. And it's like, well, now I know why. Because it wasn't his farewell. It was all well, just a marketing tool. It was tool. like a mid-season and mm. everything. Like, anyone that's ever watched The Walking Dead, I recommend watching that episode because it's a fucking journey. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to see it. It's hilarious. Um, it, it goes on for so long we get so much in rick's head we see characters that we've not seen for years that's not exciting well, at least it wasn't for me like i was just like oh yeah <laughs> sure you suck and then <laughs> and then just by the end of it like i completely called a certain scene that happens in it and then and then ultimately at the end they just trolled us which i knew they would do but the bastards they trolled us in such a way that it made me kind of excited and it's just like that's that's what you do. You you just you just can't you know just sever it and let me get away from you, mm. um, because they they actually uh, I mean I guess we're going I mean should we go spoilers on it like to, to talk yeah about I was going to say you can, you can definitely um, can do if you want sort of mild spoilers I yeah, guess yeah I mean so the, the, you know the, the the finale of the episode Rick is still alive and has been taken away by a helicopter. And so it's very interesting to know, like, what what are the who are these people that have taken them away? They seem very kind of civilized and advanced, and maybe something to do with the government or like a you know um, research facility, something like that. So 
that's quite interesting. And then and then we get a hard skip in time, uh, where we get introduced to like uh, about three or four different characters that are then being killed by um, um, zombies, and basically they get saved by a girl that is revealed to be uh, Rick's daughter, um, Isabel. Is it Isabel? crap don't ask me <laughs> yeah i've realized i'm asking the wrong person i suddenly thought crap i can't remember her name now but um so she's kind of um it's basically revealed that we've now got a jump in time and she's now kind of i don't know seven or eight or something and we cut to a preview for next week's show which shows all of the characters that we know but all like super aged and stuff and so kind of like we're, we're jumping a few years in time. So I cannot wait to how badly they, they troll us. Um, kind of the first one they show is Carol because um, Carol is the, the lady with short hair. If you don't remember her, the, the mm. gray short hair, she now has like Laurie Strode hair um, <laughs> from always Halloween time. 20, 2018, not H2O. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, we basically get introduced to all these characters like years later um and i'm like oh i cannot wait until uh we get reintroduced and negan is now just leading them as like a good leader and he's now the new rick because (laughs) we all knew he was going to be the new rick and i just thought like well maybe he'll just be a dickhead as the new rick but now we've got years advanced 100 he's going to be the new rick but he's going to be a good guy because they're like oh yeah that guy's cool so let's make him lame just like Mm. daryl and rick and every other character so yeah you see i I feel like I already know too much about the show at this point, so I need to kind of move on. But my my final question is: Did you enjoy the episode? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I didn't because I I was looking forward to seeing what they did with Rick, and and it got me to the point because, like I say, by the end, the time jump and everything, I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Like I'm quite down for like something a bit fresh, and that is quite fresh. But the actual episode with Rick and kind of his farewell made me angry. I was shouting at my telly in a room <laughs> on my own because I was just like, what are you doing? Like, I was just, oh, because it, it's just so out of the blue. It's so unnecessary and just so over the top and so walking dead. And it just, you know, just kill someone or get them taken away in a helicopter. Don't just spread it over an hour and a half like it is frustrating it really mm. is like yeah. i'd love yes, to talk to someone again that kind of is super into the walking dead still because like as someone that because you you just straight up got out of the frying pan you was like nope done like mm-hmm. i am still there like burning and i'm just kind of like i don't i can't get away from it there, there's something that keeps me in but i'm also as you can tell very angry and mm. i'd like to just feel like someone that or like like know someone that just feels joy watching it and enjoys it still because i just don't know if it's there i mean if the viewing numbers is anything to go by it it's certainly not there anymore um, it's funny because i've seen quite a lot of positivity surrounding both the rick farewell episode and then the episode after it yeah um, i'm looking it always, forward to watching the next episode which it always really makes me, me feel like oh you know should i watch it or whatever and then when i talk to you about the show it just reaffirms <laughs> all my decisions as to why i stopped watching the show yeah um where I just like I'm just glad I just can't be doing with it. Um, but I think moving you on, watch this this like one, uh, you know, episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe who knows? There's yeah, you're many, never go- many... you, you're never going to. There's too Judith. many bad things to watch. <laughs> She's called Judith, not Isabel. Oh, you were close. Very memorable character. Um, I mean, she's right. been like a baby for all of it. Like, you know, she's not... She, this is her first talking part. <laughs> right, we need to move on from Walking Dead. This next, this next one uh, is about a better TV show, which is called The Purge. Um, oh, yeah. This is uh, really That's awesome because I, obviously the season just wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously hearing what... Um, uh, James DeMonaco had said uh, on the last few, on the la- I think it was the last podcast where he talked it about was, it, yeah. basically ending the purge. Um, and I was kind of worried about the future of the TV show. Um, it just got renewed for a second season. Yeah. Um, the, purge, is, the purge lives on. Yeah, which is fantastic. Like, I'm super happy about this. Um, America needs the purge. Like, yeah. you know, we, we need the purge. Yeah, well, well uh, obviously, I guess going into it now, I'd like to talk, I guess, about the show just a little bit because obviously it ended. Um, mm-hmm. 
I really liked the tease. So this is, I guess, mild spoilers as well. Um, mm-hmm. There was a small tease at the end of, of the season where they were talking about the Purge potentially being in other countries for the first time. Yeah. Um, because one of our characters has basically moved to France, just like got the hell out of Dodge and, and don't blame her. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have like the news report where it's like, oh, the European Union are, are going to meet up to discuss a potential Purge in Europe. And I was yeah, like, oh, this cool. is cool, man. Global Purge um but yeah i guess what what was what were your sort of brief thoughts then sort of on the on the finale how it ended and in like the overall season i mean overall i really liked it um i i got like i loved it to a point and then it kind of dropped off a little bit and then mm. it just kind of plateaued at that level like i still thought it was very good completely exceeded expectations and in the end i, I was quite happy with the way it finished um you know i i um I think they just did a really good job of giving us what we wanted from like the purge. Like I, I think this is the best adaptation of purge that we've seen in this TV mm. show. So yeah, I, I was happy with it, man. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think it started off so strong, was way better than it had any right to be. Mm. Um, I think about the halfway point, definitely it, it took a small downturn where they just kind of ran out of ideas. Um, it was clear where they wanted the show to end, but they didn't yeah. have interesting stuff to fill the next three or four episodes. Um, so it slowed down. It was still decent. And then, yeah, I, I thought the finale was fantastic. I, I really, really enjoyed the yeah. finale. I thought it was really yeah. fun. Um, it, it had a lot of payoff that I wanted. Um, yeah, it, it kind of got back up because I was not into the Joe character when he mm. did like the, the, the obvious heel turn and then had the trial and stuff in like episode eight slash nine. But then... Yeah. When it just when shit hits the fan, it made like a decent finale. Like mm. it was just good that the, all these characters were in this one location. Yeah, um, you know, I think it had a little bit of a drop off when Jenna and Rick kind of their dispute with the um I can't think of the the third character's name now. Um, when when that kind of came to a head, it kind yeah. of felt to me like they were the most interesting story. And when that kind of slowed down, the season slowed down, but then it did pick itself back up again. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And yeah, I, I completely agree that I think if you if you kind of have the five purges that we've now seen the four movies in the TV show, hundred percent the TV show is my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. Which is, which is massive praise, you know, because we've covered mm. two purge movies for the show. Um, and yeah, we like this way more than those. So yeah, I think it's great. Um, yeah, definitely check it out if you guys haven't already. I know it's it's great that it was on Amazon Prime in the UK as well. Oh um, yeah, so a lot of these a lot of these shows are just so difficult to find. And like you know, obviously we we joked about it, but how annoying. Oh, I just it want Eli Roth's like show so badly, and I can't yeah. get it. Like, yeah. just let me get it. <laughs> um but yeah no it's, it's great i highly recommend yeah. the purge to everyone um but yeah that was that's all the news oh there was a tiny bit i guess where kind of the the first teaser for game of thrones dropped um oh yeah seems like our news is just all tv this week <laughs> um, you've been smashing it man but uh yeah so game of thrones confirmed for april 2019 the hype is real um, it seems like that or oh, yeah. I, I seem to remember that Game of Thrones just always begins in April. Like, I yeah. swear that's just when it starts. Like, it's yeah, not a I surprise. Think so. Yeah, yeah, so that's People great. were talking January just because they're like, we just want it month <laughs> one of 2019. I'm like, yeah, that's like the people that are like, oh, free from hell, January. It's like, yeah. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we all know it's August. And yeah, obviously with like Stranger Things 3 is probably going to be summer 2019 as well. Um, and then, yeah, obviously we're going to have our sort of upcoming look at 2019 at sort of at the end of the year. But I already cannot wait, man. Like 2019 looks so sick already um, for film and TV. Um, yeah. So yeah, I cannot wait. But shall we talk about a movie that does already ca- have come out rather? Let's do it. Let's talk about Overlord. Oh man, where do we where to begin with this little movie? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a journey just to get to this point to, yeah. to have absorbed it through our eyeballs. Yeah, like there there are plenty of levels for these movies in terms of the ones we cover for the show. Obviously, sometimes they're on our radar a little bit before. Sometimes they're just like it's good word of mouth. Um, whereas Overlord, because of sort of who's behind it, the kind of the bad robot. When it, the, when the it was a completely Abrams, different movie, it was. 
<laughs> yeah, when it, when we thought it was going to be a Cloverfield movie. Um, so yeah, like I've kind of known the title Overlord and the kind of the one sentence synopsis of this movie for what feels like years. Yeah. Um, it was very much in the before we even had Paradox and and, and even I guess Ten Cloverfield Lane. I, I'd already heard about this movie, and so yeah, even, and I even think at that close... point. 10 cloverfield lane we pretty much knew that paradox and overlord were going to be two cloverfield movies um you know so it's been on our radar for a while yeah definitely and so kind of that that was already there and then kind of when when we actually was hearing more about it earlier this year and then i guess obviously the sort of major moment was that first trailer Mm -hmm. um which i mean i i think it's it might be the best trailer released this year um there's been some good ones i remember the quiet place trailer was insane as well yeah true but i i just i remember this trailer being like this is exactly what i wanted it to be yeah um and so like the hype has been through the roof for a while um obviously we've finally seen the movie now um Mm -hmm. i guess do you want want to give us a brief synopsis on this one let's go for it man let's go for it um so yeah i mean overlord we have dropped the kind of cloverfield kind of prequel sequel kind of stigma and it's become its own thing really it's its its own standalone movie um it's set the day before d-day um so kind of right on the cusp of d-day 1944 in the middle of the war um we're introduced to a group of soldiers that are basically um being dropped behind enemy lines with a very important task to basically take down this. I mean, it's such a video game synopsis. I'm already feeling <laughs> like this mission one in a video game. Yeah, uh, we're basically dropped I behind enemy so lines, lines, and um, have been asked to kind of take down a communications tower because this one communications tower is like the the German hob of (laughs) of information that can take it down so d-day will be successful so exactly the hopes of the war are on your soldiers you know jump into the video game boys and um you know the 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 guys basically kind of uh eventually you know the 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 survivors have kind of just been dropped in the middle of this war zone uh get together we're introduced to our lead character uh boyce um who's kind of just one of the 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 normal kind of soldiers the kind of leader of the group is um ford uh played by wyatt russell which i'm sure we'll come on to um and kind of a few other kind of soldiers that are all you know with the mission in mind get to this church and that's again such a video game thing like mm. the communications tower is a church <laughs> and they're they're like why and ford's just like because the nazis are dickheads yeah like that's literally <laughs> his explanation for it which i love i know because um, that's the exact amount of exposition you would get in a video game yeah, as well like, it would yeah. just be one throwaway line and that's it yeah they're like why why is it a church so like because it's cool it looks awesome <laughs> for all our backdrops and they're like oh yeah because the nazis are dickheads You're like, um, why isn't it a church is the real question yeah exactly because <laughs> a church on a hill looks freaky uh <laughs> so so yeah so basically um they they eventually kind of get to the facility and they find out that there's a lot of kind of uh you know mad german scientist kind of uh trying to create the hundred year soldier kind of trying to create this kind of you know zombie soldier that will just kind of like fight and fight and fight and never die and kind of go into this kind of more of a horror science fictiony type thing um mm. overwrapped by this kind of you know overarching war story of these soldiers that are trying to you know help you know um win and help kind of on the eve of d-day this very important mission um it's it's a real interesting one like do you, do you want me to delve into my thoughts on it or do you want to go um yeah you go for it i mean i i, I love this man like i sat there in the cinema and i realized like um over an hour in i was just on the edge of my seat with a smile on my face like i was just in it from from the moment the credits rolled uh, the title screen was just like this really awesome, just like retro style. It felt like one of these Arrow B movies with just like Overlord over the top of just like this this air like war scene, and then we mm-hmm. kind of home in on our characters. I loved the introduction. I loved kind of the the interaction between everyone. You got a real sense of who everyone was instantly, without like a silly kind of montage of them going away from home or whatever like we just knew who they were it was very well written um the second that they actually get dropped into the battlefield like it it felt like some of the best 
like over the top crazy war stuff that I've seen in any film. Um, you know, it it was so brutal and felt so good. Uh, to like, you know, just just viscerally, it was so perfect. And then uh, when we actually get into the horror, like they they go there with the horror. Um, they definitely like scale it back like when the horror's there it it's it's there man like it is it is in your face but then they they do a good job of kind of scaling it back and keeping it fairly grounded um you know we spoke afterwards like i almost feel like they've had a gone more crazy but i still respect that they were you know overall trying to keep it as like this war story as well um it's a difficult balance and, isn't it because it could yeah. easily go too zany and too silly if they just yeah um... well because we've talked about it a lot and like the video game references are very real in this and like we've talked about wolfenstein and kind of the influences for that and that's one of the most over-the-top video gamey crazy things in all the video game so for like a movie to kind of like take on that stigma it would feel jarring i think and almost too over the top this does a really because because when it does go horror it goes nuts man but like it does a really good job of that and and overall i i thought this movie was fantastic like i say i think the only thing that i really wanted was i felt like it needed a banging soundtrack and it, and it didn't really have that for me the trailer is what i wanted the movie soundtrack to be i just wanted it to be this kind of heavy kind of over the top music and it it didn't quite deliver on that front um but other than that i, I like i say that this is one of my favorite movies like it's it's gonna be in my thoughts at year end 100 percent mm um yeah i mean my thoughts on this movie it's fucking awesome like i don't really know what else you can say about this movie like it's <laughs> just fun it's, isn't it like, yeah it's, it's just it's, like you, you're you're there for the ride straight away yeah it's, it's exactly what i want it to be pretty much really from the get-go you know seeing that trailer you're like i want it to be this over-the-top wolfenstein inspired kind of with with a bit of inglorious bastards thrown in mm -hmm. um this this wartime movie with plenty of nazis getting fucked over um some great horror thrown in um and just an all-out sort of action set piece and, and that's what you get really like it's it's there's so much fun to be had when you're watching this movie mm. um it's made to be watched as big and as loud as possible um oh yeah i loved my cinema experience like it's the way to watch this movie i'm so 100%. glad it got upscaled to a cinema release like could you imagine if this was one you know like a cloverfield paradox that it was just, yeah you know it's just like you know netflix put it out and it's like for all the great work they do and we're, we're massive fans of netflix you can't take away an experience that we had going to the going to the cinema watching overlord because mm. it was fantastic it was loud as hell and i wanted it even louder like i wanted my eardrums yeah. to just be bursted watching this movie um yeah the the opening scene is so good it, it's awesome. So good. The, the, my only, I guess, criticism you open the scene is it might be the best scene of the whole movie, which which is kind of a <laughs> bit, bit disappointing because you don't want to blow your load early. Um, I know but it's it's so good, like everything about it. You you could tell that that was something early on. I feel like was written in the script that they knew they need to nail um, because yeah. it's, it's such a hard scene to pull off in a movie. I feel like they made that scene like the the producers and that was like, yeah, this is going on the big screen. Like, yeah whoa <laughs> i mean it's almost like a proof of a proof of concept really of like if yeah. the director was like right if i can do this scene i know i can pull off this movie um and he nailed it in the, in the opening scene and then you just feel you feel set you feel like you're in safe hands because mm -hmm. you know that he's just like oh okay this is this is the level we're on right now because i don't think he's a very well-known director i don't even know if this is his debut or not no he's um, done a few things but nothing crazy Right, so so like this was very much his his big because that's that's obviously what Bad Robot and and I guess the Cloverfield uh, movie, the this short, production company, one short, uh, sorry, one feature, um, the the and then and then yeah, just shorts after that because that was obviously the same with uh, Dan uh, Trachtenberg who did Ten Cloverfield Lane. You know, they find these guys that've either done mm. shorts or they've been producers or writers, and and they you know if they have a cool concept, they're going to give them the money and they're going to fund it, and it's it's cool, it's man. A, it's an awesome thing because you're giving these guys who, who usually wouldn't get to make a movie like this. They're so insane and actually get to pull it off. Um, but yeah, going back to the movie itself, like the opening scene is fantastic. And, and then kind of, again, we, we talked about it, but surprised at how grounded this movie was. Mm -hmm. um, and about sort of, I guess, 45 minutes in. I was like, I'm loving this. This is a war movie. I almost forgot that it was like, yeah, going to take a horror turn. <laughs> and and I was I fine was with like, that. This, this is like saving Private Ryan. Like these guys need to take down that tower. Like they need to save D-Day. Like they need, mm. to, they need to do this. 
<laughs> it's really yeah like i definitely agree with you as well like i love the fact that within five minutes of the movie i knew the exact plot of the whole movie where mm. it was like we're we're going here to take down this german radio tower that's in this church go like that was and, and like that would be you know if you press the pause button and it said objective that's oh what it, it just felt like. it just felt like the opening of like every call of duty you know yeah. wolfenstein mission where it's just like the objective is take down this tower save d-day like yeah. it's just like that's oh, all i, I needed just, like yeah just to enjoy the action um but yeah. yeah kind of when you get into it there's some really cool scenes um i what was interesting was that they do the scene which is kind of it's been done a lot at this point and because it was made so famous but in the opening scene in *Inglorious mm. bastards mm. um mm. we have the classic nazi officer going into a house where there's obviously people hiding and so it's a it's a classic technique because you slow the movie down it's all about the acting and the tone and the voices which is not what the movie is traditionally about the rest of it um and on paper this is something that it should feel worn out it should feel like you've seen it before you've seen it done better before and you shouldn't really care but my god was it bloody good like i was super tense in this scene i like really didn't want to exhale um the lead actor guy who is our main antagonist is fucking brilliant um he is like so awful and despicable and he's amazing at it um he he's so so good one of the best villains of the year by far um that scene was amazing and then it kind of keeps going from there really um i think that it definitely i agree with you where i feel like they were coasting a little bit during some scenes um where it was like oh you could just go you could just dial this up to 10 and just and just put the pedal to the metal and just go for the rest yeah. of the movie you know the yeah, hardcore Henry approach. Like, yeah yeah and almost like you know kind of uh, you know when when films are like a slow burn like like a mandy or something then it goes mm. crazy like i felt like this was already like really highly elevated and it could have just gone balls to the wall crazy, but I respect the restraint and definitely and keeping us, keeping us with that story that, that felt, you know, important by the end of it. Yeah. That's the thing because when I came out of it, that was one of my initial thoughts was like, Oh, okay. I wanted them to just like, cause every obviously is, you shouldn't always compare it to these movies, especially ones that you love so much, but like with a hardcore Henry, I feel like it's every single scene mm. is that they're going for 10 out of 10 every single time. Yeah. Um, whereas definitely in this movie, there's like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Oh, okay. This is cool. But I feel like with your ability and what you've shown me, you could have done mm. more. And then it's like coast a little bit, but like you say, I think overall it probably yeah. makes it like a more balanced movie in the end. The um, other thing as well, the problem it, it, it does like give you time to breathe. Like the whole, mm. uh, you know, uh, the whole point of a film is to give you like an, a ride or like, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. Like when you go on a roller coaster, you're not constantly plummeting down, you know, mm. you're, you're slowly climbing, you know, you're, you're moving around. Then you have the acceleration, slow back down, you know, it's all about the ride. And I think like they do a really good job of that because I, I don't think it can be understated. Like when they go there, they really go there. And like, mm. there's some stuff on the screen that's just like crazy good when it, when it all kicks off yeah 100 percent. and like you say everything looks good like this is a i mean the budget is a modest modest budget you know 38 it's million decent is, budget, yeah like it's know. not it's not crazy you know no. compared to most action movies you know i mean you look um, at that opening scene and i'm like that costs 40 mil <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like the, these days like if, if you're making an action movie and you don't have like a free you know 100 million dollar budget at the very minimum mm-hmm. um that's low and so yeah this is still like a modest budget but you can tell that they're he, he's working with refinements you know there are certain scenes where it's very much he's kept it like a smaller mm. production on purpose um but i like to say i think it doesn't it doesn't remotely look cheap in any way shape or for, form um, especially the effects as well like as we kind of get into the movie and obviously as you'd expect with with the synopsis that we laid out it does get way more horror-y um and, and kind of all of those cool effects like it's very much a throwback there are a lot of real special effects in this movie that if you're a fan of these old school horrors like a reanimator and, and stuff like that you're gonna love this movie um because they yeah, go well, that's there. what i i really appreciated that a lot of it felt practical mm. um you know there are certainly some things that are cg but it really yeah. felt like they tried to have practical effects and even when they did the best version of cg whenever anything was you got the sense <laughs> that there was still practical effect there you know, people weren't just looking at a, a green face and trying to react from it. There was, you know, a lot of practical effects done on it, which just really, it really just heightens these sorts of movies, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, what, what did you think of some of the characters? I mean, I mean, Boyce is obviously our lead character. What did you mm. think of him? Um, he was, I mean, any of the characters are super deep. Um, 
you know, Boyce kind of, they touch upon how he was thrown into the war and kind of, you know, you, you do get that, you know, feeling just straight away of just like sorrow for him when he was just saying, like, I was just living on a farm. Like, I just didn't want to be involved in this war. And suddenly I'm in, um, you know, just, just behind enemy lines, like fighting Nazis. And like, I, I feel for him for that. And like, you certainly, like I say, but that's all you're really given and kind of, you know, Ford is our other main character, and we don't really get too much on him other than that he's just like a hard bastard that's mm. like <laughs> dealt with a lot of Nazis in the past. Um, mm. They they really do feel like video game characters. Yeah, yeah, that is a one page bio of a video game character that I've just described. Like, and definitely the other characters as well, like the kind of yeah. the, the character who's um a bit of a bastard at the start of the movie, and then yeah, kind of slowly gets more redemption. Yeah, mm. throughout it, you know, he is very much a one note character. Yeah, um, yeah, but it works. But they all like... played the stereotypes well. You know, mm. they they all fitted the bill and served the purpose, and just kind of just made it a fun ride. Like, I, I I wasn't I wasn't going to get like a deep and meaningful kind of thing from it but the fact that kind of the movie does latch itself onto this emotional thing you know the the, the center around d-day and kind of the sense of like achievement and loss and everything when you actually get the war side of this movie does mm. come through really well and did give me that feeling of just these war movies that you watch then you get the awesome horror as well like it, it just kind of meshed and worked well throughout really yeah, definitely. That that was one of my biggest takeaways in terms of like biggest surprise of this movie mm. was that like mm. I think we knew that it was going to deliver as like the horror and the fun, um, or at least we hoped it did, and it obviously did. But like I was not expecting to care so much about the war story and like yeah. genuinely like following these guys and like going through their journey. And like at, if I look at the characters individually, I, I feel like I'm like almost a bit critical where i'm like ah, oh, they're not really that great but like as yeah, a collective think, it just works I think, I think that's the thing like as a ragtag group of soldiers that are just trying to like take down this thing you've really root behind them and you just get that sense of you know the, you know a war story that you want them to achieve like we want to you know we want to see them win and mm. kind of you know that that felt like important and kind of really really um overrode the fact that the characters yeah when you actually look at them individually aren't super deep yeah um wyatt russell who obviously plays ford yeah. um i i loved him in the movie um i thought he was absolutely fantastic he he was the one that was really interesting to me because i i don't know why but i was expecting him to be very much in the vein of like a kurt russell obviously with it with the connection with it being his father um, yeah. but i was expecting him to be acting like kurt in those sort of john carpenter movies of the 80s yeah. um and i feel like he he got there a little bit towards the end but he was actually like surprisingly grounded again um, and way more yeah. like solid and well-rounded because what I was expecting going in and kind of what I wanted was like uh, Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards, where it's like yeah. every every scene he's chewing the scenery, it's so tongue-in-cheek, it's so over the top. Yeah, everything he says is a one-liner. Exactly, you're you in know. on the joke from the get-go, like his accent, the way he looks, the way he's like pulling his face, like everything is a joke. Um, yeah, and, and when you first introduce and he has like the big scar on his face, yeah, and that, you're like, oh, he's going to be that character. Yeah, where is he? Where is he really not? Like he's he's played it down, and he is a bit of a bastard to begin with. And then, like as he gets into it, he really comes into his own. And then I feel like mm. he really carries the finale of the movie. Yeah, um, I thought he, like obviously the two the two leads him and uh the the kind of antagonist is it wafner the character yeah um, wafner yeah like the, those two their back and forth was what oh, made so the movie good. for me um yeah. especially in the finale like all of the payoff was fantastic i i could have watched another 30 minutes of them two going at it uh, yeah because it was I, absolutely I brilliant it. i wanted more like it was so good definitely um so yeah i just i just love that from both of those two um obviously we talked about like the wolfenstein as what well, stuff but um i think we were both surprised at kind of the resident evil vibes we got from the oh movie as well um, yeah so, so much like resident evil 4 vibe in particular yeah um, and like i love it like the um m maybe we'll break it down a bit but kind of spoiler free like the the first time that they get into like the science fictiony stuff and like they that that kind of like um you know breaks out like the scene was so good and mm. like it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie and like it, it just felt straight out of like resident evil it was so it was so crazy mm. like, when these when these kind of creatures and these weird science fictiony kind of man scientist creations come into the play they're they're, they're proper crazy and and i felt all of them were super effective yeah definitely like it, it never it never got too ridiculous really did it where obviously no. one of our main things was that they didn't go for it more i, I remember saying to you kind of post when we were watching it mm. where 
this is mild spoilers, but there is a couple of scenes where kind of Nazis get grabbed or interrogated or anything like that. And it, and it felt like they really could have gone into it more. They really could have been a bit more gratuitous and really gone in for the kill a bit more. Mm-hmm. And they kind of chose not to, which was interesting. Um, mm-hmm there's a couple of moments where like Nazis are, are just basically either captured or whatever. And then or just, just knocked off. out. Yeah. They're kind of knocked out or off off screen. And it's just assumed that they've killed them, but they don't really show it. Um, and that's mm. kind of a bit odd, I guess, because you're kind of expecting it to be a movie that is really like glorifying the kill of the Nazi, you know, and we're all like, go on, kill the Nazis. Yeah. More Wolfenstein, you know, and you get that as well. Like you definitely mm. get that in some scenes. Like I, I really like, um, again, like very mild spoilers, but towards the end, there's a couple of our characters that are basically just on these two, like turrets, just like nailing Nazis, um, yeah. basically causing like a distraction. Um, and I love that. Cause like you say, I remember when I was watching that being like, Oh, I forgot. This is like a horror movie. This is like a genuinely awesome war movie. Yeah. Well, that's um, the thing. It's one of the best war movies I've ever seen. Mm. Um, and I think as well, like ultimately, and again, no, no real spoilers here, but by the end of the movie, you kind of feel like this could have been like a real life just story from the war, like yeah. h- how it's all capped off and everything, because they don't go like absolutely crazy with it. You know, that with the 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 fact that it does stay somewhat grounded does does leave you with that final kind of oh, this was really wrapped off nicely. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I I bloody loved it, man yeah definitely i mean i don't know if there's anything else to say about this movie <laughs> i don't know like um, I, I don't think we want to go into spoilers too much i mean no. like uh i guess like when we get into like the mad scientist and kind of you know him creating creatures and these sorts of things not necessarily creatures but his creations if you like like what do you think of all that like i i i just loved the way everything looked and it just looked you know really right for what it was trying the tone it was trying to you know put on us I, I I thought it was fantastic, and I've always thought like, and it's been used in other stuff before, but it is such a brilliant idea for either science fiction or horror. This period of the Nazi reign of terror, yeah, um, and their kind of scientists, because this is based upon real life science and fact. Is that they had these insane scientists, yeah, um, and like. That were trying to create super soldiers, basically. Yeah, they were, but they were also like they were incredibly ahead of their time. They they mm. recruited the best ones in the world to Germany at the time, and then a lot of them basically post uh, the, the war yeah. finishing, basically got relocated into America and in Argentina like and these or... <laughs> yeah like these high up jobs, and then ended up working for different countries and, and creating amazingly good technology things but obviously they were there to make really horrific amazingly technologically advanced weapons um and so i've always been fascinated by that and the mm, use yeah, of technology that clearly hitler and the nazis were were kind of they they saw the power of technology at that time mm. um and so seeing that obviously in a science fiction horror background i love and, and one of my favorite lines of the whole movie um is basically the scientist is like well how do you have a, a thousand year reich you need a thousand year soldiers mm. um and i was like oh that's such an, an amazing way of kind of tying an actual line from hitler to this mm. movie yeah. in the science fiction world i was like this is great yeah, um, I, loved yeah I, I loved all that stuff and yeah visually yeah. as well it looked great it, it looked like like you say a clash between what it actually looked like at the time like scientifically accurate but also with these crazy sci-fi twists and obviously horror twists as well mm-hmm. which is exactly what you'd want from this movie oh, this movie's uh, so good man i just want to re- it's re- i do as well should we go <laughs> like, watch it again yeah i think so like it's it's uh-uh. rare that like there there are movies that obviously we we absolutely love um but it's rare that you see this movie that just for the entire runtime it was just super fun like it was mm. just it was just this crazy good ride that like um you know, sometimes I'm watching a movie and I'm kind of, I think I've said it before, like, I'm nervous that they don't quite nail it all the way through. Mm. And like, for example, like when we watched The Quiet Place, I was like, oh, can they nail the ending? Can they, can they give me the full package? Like, will it get there? Whereas this one, I, and, and obviously The Quiet Place did, but like, I, I didn't, I just didn't have that even thought in my head with, with mm. Overlord. I was just like, like I say, just sat there with a giant smile on my face. I'm like, you guys are just going to deliver until the credits roll. I know you are. Like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's really a great feeling to have. And it's a rare, like, awesome experience. For sure. Um. So, yeah, before we get into our recommendations, I did want to call this out because this is really unfortunate. Is that kind of the, the box office numbers for this one are really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um. It was something that I feared going in because I, I'd said to you off air that I'd seem like the, it, it felt like they were pushing it so much over here. Um, like a lot of free screenings I was seeing, a lot of early screenings. And they, they were clearly, you know, they knew they had a good movie on their hands, but clearly that it just wasn't tracking well. Mm-hmm. And they kind of knew that it wasn't going to make a, a shit ton of money. Um. And, yeah, the numbers have come in already 
already and and like kind of it's i think it's been released in a lot of markets as well and it only made 11 million dollars in america um yeah 9 million elsewhere so it's only yeah. made 20 million in its first weekend um which is really really poor um so that's it's so game, disappointing it? because especially because horror you know in the last couple of years yeah, especially in the cinema it's been killing it the good ones have been killing it the bad movies have been killing it they're really you know the good ones especially there really hasn't been that yeah many it feels like for a movie to tank that this one doesn't deserve it at all like it no this isn't slender man <laughs> no it somewhat doesn't surprise me because it's a very mm. out there thing but they put yeah. out such a cool trailer and kind yeah. of like have pushed it enough that i really thought it would have been okay i mean you know we 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 saw our opening weekend and we were in a fairly busy cinema do you know what i mean like it was yeah. we we kind of thought it might have been busier but it certainly was no, by no means empty and like mm. certainly for a horror opening weekend it didn't feel like overly empty but i guess overall you know it just didn't didn't perform which is a massive shame yeah definitely so i mean with, with that in mind i guess w- would you recommend this movie considering that you can oh. only see it in cinemas right now like just just go watch this in the cinema man like just just go watch it a few times like it's <laughs> it's so much fun like you're not gonna have a better time in the cinema um you know like you say the 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 um visuals on the big screen look fantastic and kind of the the just kind of sound like you say you just want it to blow your head off and like it, it does that uh so yeah just just go watch it what are you thinking just go watch it <laughs> yeah i completely agree like if you're remotely on the fence and you're like oh, i'll see it when it comes out i'll support it and buy the blu-ray no stop go out watch this on the biggest screen possible see it loud see it big enjoy it love it like this is what we want in this genre we have to support mm-hmm. it and it's bloody fantastic so definitely go out and watch it um but yeah that was our discussion of overlord uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back So, yeah, we did have a uh, couple of questions and comments on Twitter this week. Uh, of course, you can always find us at uh, SHB Pod on Twitter. Um, this first one's, uh, I just wanted to bring this up because it was kind of going off our, our show last week on Slaughterhouse Rules. Mm. Um, I thought this was just fascinating because we talked about a lot about <laughs> fracking at the time. Um, the word <laughs> of the show. Good, love a good fracking conversation. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, Kat sent us this article where, obviously, we, we <laughs> I were love, talking about... I love this article yeah it was fantastic so um fracking does still exist um this article uh so at the time this was the 27th of october 2018 uh says that it is there was basically a tremor recorded so it was like a mini earthquake in england due to the fracking um and it says in the article that it graboid yeah um but it says in the article that it's it is you the uk's only active site for fracking um (laughs) And it kind of talks about how there was these mini earthquakes before and how sort of in 2011 was when they kind of halted a lot of the major fracking. Um, and that definitely goes in line with what I remember, you know, a, a long, long time ago now, like mm. seven years where you, you were hearing about this stuff a lot. Um, but I thought it was fascinating that it seems to still be an issue and it and is still a thing. Well, there you go. You see um, fracking still relevant in 2018. Exactly. Nailed it. Um, but yeah, Kat also said, um, could, could this movie have been like a fun eco horror thing or return of the living dead, uh, gas style, uh, movie mm-hmm. potential wasted. Um, I, I think I completely agree. Like mm-hmm. to me, this is the, such a British thing. Um, it's so weird and crazy, but has amazing potential for horror. Um, mm. obviously when you're digging in the ground and gases are coming up and it's causing earthquakes, like it writes itself. Like, yeah. the, like I would love a, a, you know, a serious, like post-apocalyptic British style movie because of fracking. I, I just think that'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely like a la return of the living dead. Like it would, it would be awesome. Like it's, it's a shame. Like it's definitely a missed opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that one, Kat. Uh, another question we got is from uh, Patrick. Uh, so he's talking about Overlord. He said, uh, did you think the film had an equal balance of war movie and horror movie, or was it uneven at times? Um, I guess we kind of briefly covered this uh, in our discussion, but, yeah, what, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it does a great job of towing the line between the two um, because when the horror kicks in, like it could easily overwhelm the movie. And especially when you're going to watch a movie, like we, we said in our discussion, like, you know, it was what we was looking forward to and we were surprised how with, restrained it was. But ultimately I, I, I really respect it. And I think it towed the line between the two gave us, um, you know, as we said, like a really good horror, um, you know, story and these elements, but then a fantastic war story as well. So I think it towed the line great between the two of them. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's a it's an interesting one to kind of wrap my head around, really. But mm. the only way I can answer it is that um, it was never noticeable. I, I never thought to myself, "Is this uneven? Am I seeing too much war mm. movie? Am I seeing too much horror?" I, I I can't really quantify what the answer is and how much there should have been of either. Um, but yeah. all I can say is it just having yelled well. Yeah, like having watched the movie, I, I didn't feel it was uneven. Um, so yeah, that, that's all I could say to that. Really, I think I think as well. Like we see a lot of uh, you know zombie movies monster movies and these sorts of things where they crowbar in a setting for, be, to kind of just be like oh that's a cool setting for a zombie mm. movie bosh go yeah you know, that's a cool thing you know this is a cool and like we talk about how there's like oh they had a cool idea and they just ultimately wanted that cool idea and they've stretched it over the course of a movie this did not feel like <sighs> that at all like this just felt like a an awesome all-round you know war crazy uh nazi you know experiment zombie type movie like and it just it did it so well yeah definitely um this next one is from the abominable mr mordred um and he asks i think he's just put this here to try and trip me up so let's see if i can say it properly he says how much wood could a zombie wood chuck if a zombie wood chuck could chuck wood i think you nailed it man i mean what what how much how much like like six trees yeah is that it well, I mean, to be fair, zombies I mean, are henchmen. Yeah, I'm thinking like, I mean, the hundred year soldier, like mm. or thousand year soldier, like yeah. if you can train a zombie to chop wood, he'll chop wood forever. Mm. So I guess infinite wood is the answer. <laughs> fair enough. Hopefully, we yeah. answered your question. I feel <laughs> like we gave that way more of an answer than he ever expected. <laughs> well, he also attached a gift that just says, "That's all I got." So uh, yeah, thanks for that one. There you uh, go. Thanks for getting involved. We, we gave you an answer. <laughs> Listen, it's always it's always better than nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess kind of a little bit of a TV roundup. There's a couple of things I wanted to mention because um, this was from a few weeks ago and we were kind of busy. Um, but I I ended up watching that episode of The Goldbergs with Freddy Krueger. Um, oh, God, I thought we'd got past it. I, really I know. I can't. I have it. to. I, I watched it, so I have to at I least vent somewhere. <laughs> without watching it. Like, and that, I just felt like we all should have done the same yeah so i watched it um it's fucking dreadful don't watch it um he's in two scenes um he's really bad in both of them i thought again i'm not going to blame him because god knows what the production schedule is yeah obviously he got his paycheck um but i mean <laughs> like in terms of his directing in terms yeah, of like yeah. what they told him to say it was just awful it was not what i wanted freddie to be um at all like it was crazy because again i know like people like to be positive and, and i absolutely do as well but you need to just call things the way you see them um because mm-hmm. i saw a, a few people after this being like freddie krueger's cameo in the goldbergs proves that he's absolutely ready for another nightmare on elm street and all this bollocks and i was just like no it doesn't like it yeah, shows you me that was... up and look like freddie krueger yeah. But like that's that's as far as it goes. Yeah, like again, I'm sure if he had a great Nightmare on Elm Street script and was given the right direction again, like we've said it, like yeah. But this proved nothing. Want Richard Brake to do it more, but yeah, (laughs) could could do it, you know, as well. (laughs) This this was just a waste of time. Um, don't go out and seek it if you're a massive Freddy fan, Mm. because yeah, just remember him for Freddy versus Jason the way you should. Did did it feel like Freddy Krueger at all? like in any way shape or form like obviously it looked like freddy krueger but it, is that as far as it went it really looked like him yeah. um because they didn't you know they didn't like it would be an easy thing especially for like a smaller sitcom to just like really do the makeup cheap which they didn't he did look like freddy um yeah it was just his he was clearly he was clearly like freddy in a sitcom you know so he's saying comedy lines with another it's the mom character in the show and he's kind of yeah. going back and forth with her, how she's like not scared of him. So she's almost like the boss and he's kind of like the timid one. And it just, it just didn't work for me because she, they're in a dream together, but she, she's almost like coming after him um, and right, showing that she's yeah. not afraid of him and stuff. And I was just like, this just doesn't work. So it, it sucked. And I, no, I just I'll never just think about the, it. Uh, the resurface Will Smith nightmare on, on my street music video. Instead. I did watch that as well. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was better. Yeah, I mean, it, the bar is very low for Nightmare on Elm Street stuff <laughs> at this point. Um, so, um, another show I watched, which I didn't enjoy, was um, the Netflix adaptation of Sabrina. Um, we kind of talked about it very much excitedly um, mm. on the show with, with the news stories and that. And again, on paper, loved Sabrina. You tell me it's a dark adaptation with more horror. Amazing. Oh, it's on Netflix. Amazing. 
I sit down and watch it and it's just not what I wanted at all. I, I, I really, I watched the first one, was not feeling it at all. And I was like, I'll give it one more. I watched the second one, it was even worse. And I just can't commit another like eight hours of my time. Oh, um, I watched eight minutes. I, I shit you not. <laughs> I, I watched eight minutes of the first episode and was just like, nah. No, I, did, I just didn't even get to the point. That wow. I just, yeah. I, That's I unbelievable. I literally, like, the, the scene opens and they're like in the cinema, aren't they? She's like digging the movie. And then, like, she gets dropped off at home by Harvey, and then like I'm like, no, I'm done. Like I really, I really hate her. Like I like not not her as a human being, but like yeah. her as a Sabrina just didn't feel genuine at all. She felt just way off, and just I just didn't want to see any more of it. I was like, no, this, is, cast, this is not a show for me. The cast is really yeah. weird. Like it's something about it just doesn't work. And yeah, I completely agree that I did. It's probably not her fault, but I don't think she's right for the role at all. No, like, I, I quite like think... the like. I thought she could be good in something but just not as what i wanted sabrina to be like in a in a kind of more of an adult version like and it was kind of my biggest fear and i guess i'd kind of forgot this going in was like it was this kind of it was from the people of riverdale and it's not really a show that i I know too much about but i knew it was one of these kind of like very focused like teen emo love story type shows Mm. um and then coming into this this was all this was for two episodes it was it was sabrina and and harvey just necking on each other in every single episode um and i know the actress in real life is very young anyway but she looks really really young as well um and i'm just like i don't want to see this like them tonguing each other in every single episode um and that's all what the show is about is like her love for harvey and obviously not wanting to leave him um and it and it seemed like the rest of it was just all like added like it, it was clearly a love story that they then added the kind of the horror elements in the background mm. um and in just small changes like I, I know for a fact that salem doesn't even talk in the show and it's just I'm just like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing? So yeah, I, I just couldn't I'm do so... it. I couldn't do it, man. Please and let I me still, know. I still watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> I know. Like, I can't believe that. You, like, <laughs> I, I thought you'd be like, I loved it. Yeah, um, it's like, oh, I'm on episode eight. <laughs> yeah exactly nope, like i have quite a high bar for tv like i need to not just commit my time to these things yeah and you watch um, two fucking episodes <laughs> i know but i was so excited for it like i'm so yeah. shocked that i'm sitting here and this is my reaction this i was not expecting it like we i watched it day one when it came out and i watched two episodes and i was like oh my god <laughs> this is not good um but yeah if people have watched it definitely let me know what you thought if you thought it maybe started slow and got better or whether you just loved it from the get-go or whether you just mm-hmm. hate it like me um but yeah, and then obviously we, we talked about um, uh, Purge, obviously, earlier on. I guess, do, do we want to talk about Hill House right now? I mean, it's your call, man. Like, uh, obviously, we could go into it. Yeah, I just feel like it's going to be a long conversation, but I don't, mm. I don't know when else we're going to have it, really, because I did watch a few movies that I want to touch upon as well. Um, just briefly, kind of a lot of older horror movies have been going through. I watched Maniac Cop, um, you, which obviously you've seen. Um, Bruce Campbell, bro. Like it, it was so good. Like I've been watching a lot of these movies lately. These like eighties B tier kind of Arrow releases, um, and it's crazy how much they vary between kind of. They're all enjoyable. They're like they're all flat out enjoyable, yeah. Um, yeah. even if they're terrible. Like obviously I watched That's Troll what I said. Two it's recently. Just, it's just like this Arrow seal of approval. Like Troll, yeah. Troll's obviously not part of that, but like all of these <laughs> Arrow ones are like just like it feels like they they have like a level that that kind of just means that they're gonna have something that you enjoy in them. Well, they're all from an era where they are just authentically, they're authentically real in the sense that you can't make this shit up. Like, you can't Mm. fake it. It is what it is. Like, you either make a good movie or you make a bad movie, but it is what it is. And so watching a lot of these different movies, so just briefly, Maniac Cop, I thought was genuinely a good movie. Um, I, I love the plot. I think it would be amazing for a modern day adaptation, not necessarily yeah, a remake. Right. remake. But, but, but like the idea of like someone going around killing people dressed as a police officer. And then, so you then have that kind of hysteria of, do we trust the police or not? Like, yeah, that is it's so, really clever. that is so modern day. Like people are already worried about that sort of thing. And I think that's a perfect synopsis for like either a TV show or a film. Um, so someone needs to either steal this or just make a remake because I think it would be, fantastic for a modern day but also go watch this because it's bloody brilliant um yeah amazing performance from bruce campbell um awesome deaths like a really um really like important character death that i did not see coming as well where i was like one of the lead characters obviously this is mild spoilers for a very old old movie um but um, a lead statue of limitations is is (laughs) okay by now yeah um like uh, pretty much our lead character in kind of almost psycho styly like gets killed off like really randomly and i was like actually shocked i was like oh damn this movie's got me um see i love bruce campbell's lead (laughs) 
like <laughs> yeah i mean that's why they killed him off because they had to yeah. um but yeah i, I love that like, um, look I saw... at the chin of this guy we, we don't <laughs> care about you exactly um i saw pieces as well um which is very much closer to it in my opinion the bad <laughs> horror movies no i um, loved it so much i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i enjoyed the hell out of it but it was the dubbing for me where i was like the, i don't know why the <laughs> dubbing was so bad oh it's, it's so, so poor bad. some like... of the lines they're just completely dubbing different things like but... their maps are just moving completely differently it almost um, made me love it more like you know, yeah good frame of mind watching a movie yeah, that's, definitely. That's I was with that. I was just like, oh, I fucking love this. Yeah, like I like, still enjoyed it. It's yeah. got some amazing kills in it, and and yeah, it, it's just funny because it's so copying so many movies as well. Like it has the the Halloween opening, um, and all these <laughs> different like kills that it just steals from other movies. But it's still really enjoyable. But done really shit and over the top. <laughs> Like, exactly it, all it needed was bruce campbell and it'd be the best yeah definitely <laughs> um so yeah i watched doom asylum as well recently um no. which is very much in the vein of pieces um <laughs> where you watch it and you're just like this is charming and entertaining but it's not good at all <laughs> um yeah you you'll have to watch this one because it's 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 a sight to behold and i really need oh, to i'm gonna pick this one up about yeah. it um because it's really bizarre but but then the other one i watched after that was microwave massacre um so i've been i've been on a crazy roll with these movies lately um microwave massacre i fucking loved so much so good man it was my favorite i I, I was wondering where to go with it because like i loved it so much (laughs) it starts off like like surprisingly grounded all right the the opening scene aside it starts off surprisingly grounded (laughs) and it takes in scene i was like what what am i gonna right now the well the best thing about these out of context the best thing about these movies is, did you watch any of the the features on the arrow blu-ray no i haven't no so the opening scene of microwave massacre was supposed to be a woman pushing a shopping cart through a supermarket and she was taking she was just buying loads of meat like filling the trolley filled with meat <laughs> and right. the the credits and the title cards was going to be on the meat packages Brilliant. on the day of filming the supermarket just flat out pulled out i think they they said that they probably read the script and was like really? no you can't you can't do it so on the day so they were like what else do people like yeah they just made shit up on the day they were like we have this dolly that we've rented that cost us half of our production budget like <laughs> like what the hell are we gonna do and then they came up with what you see which is the opening scene of microwave oh massacre um and that just sets the tone brilliantly i love this movie so much like it's so enjoyable the lead performance i thought was amazing from the lead dude um, he's so good isn't he he's classic man and like the kills are great it's the right, right amount of tongue-in-cheek all the way through like i say it takes actually a while to get to like the silly zaniness but then for the last 20 minutes it's just like boom we're just going to show you like the silliest crap ever and i love the ending so much because it was so dumb mm. um it's amazing man these these movies are so good like i can't wait I, I'm, I'm worried that i'm going to run out because i've got such a high level right now of just these i know what you mean well i've been on these movies here as you and like i i was the same i was like how can it keep delivering like how do these <laughs> yeah. movies just keep on delivering like this crazy fun ride definitely because like even out of those like mm. obviously i think microwave mask was my most enjoyable and i loved maniac cop but like all four of them were great in their own ways yeah um but yeah microwave mask man if you guys have not seen this movie definitely. like i hadn't watched this movie definitely. it's absolutely i feel, I feel like we're gonna have to check out like cat recommended to us um sundown vampire in retreat. oh yeah is that the bruce yeah campbell like one? a bruce campbell one that like oh yeah uh and i'm just like oh i mean the second arrow put it out there we're, we're getting this bad boy <laughs> yeah i'll have to do a quick check to see if that's on like amazon or shutter yeah or she said it was on the horror channel quite often all right i'll have to have like a look, yeah recently so i think that's where she's been checking it out so yeah yeah because they had me at bruce, you had me at bruce campbell um yeah, yeah. He's, he's sporting a uh porn star mustache in i movie. know i was like how do you make bruce campbell even better you give him a porn star mustache like yeah. this might be my favorite movie i've never seen exactly um, <laughs> so i may yeah, have to watch second, this she sent me that picture i'm like i'm definitely watching this movie yeah i think i'm gonna watch this before the next show um, yeah but yeah so our, our upcoming films as we kind of teased earlier on um obviously so for next week's show um there's two big films i guess coming out in cinemas mm-hmm. um we finally get hellfest um hell yeah yeah which which came out in america i believe in like either august or september it was so long ago um hey we're and, there we're, we're there now bro it's yeah. fine and unfortunately, apparently that did bomb as well. But yeah, I was super buzzed for this movie. So we're definitely going to check that one out. Um, but also the same day Suspiria comes out as well. Um, so we need to figure out kind of what we're doing with that movie. Um, and then, yeah, there's there's a lot of on-demand stuff as well. Like say Cam is coming out. Um, uh, there's, there's whispers. This may not be confirmed to be true or not, but apparently Death House is out there. Um, 
So we're gonna ha- obviously you're gonna have to see Death House at some point as well. Yeah. Um, That's not a movie. It's, it's not a movie, man. No, I like, thought until we're we're sitting together yeah. watching it, I'm like, this does not exist. We we do not see Jeepers Creepers three and Death House and Calendar. Yeah, that's just not a thing. <laughs> well, if it can, if only it can live up to the massive heights of Jeepers Creepers Ooh, three. I mean, you know, that's um, a movie. But, yeah it definitely is a movie but also as a movie is overlord and it's bloody (laughs) fantastic so yeah this was our episode on overlord uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone